action! Um, Snoochie Boochies? Matt, Matt, Matt! Matt, Matt, Matt! Matt, Matt, Matt! Matt, Matt, Matt! I opened it first. It, <laughs> it, went from, it went from three to zero. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I even asked, are you ready? <laughs> My screen didn't refresh. God damn it. Welcome to Movie Boners, everybody. Welcome to Movie Boners. <laughs> Snoogans. <laughs> Snoochie booches. So, um, welcome to Movie Boners. As we always do, we're going to talk about a beer that we just opened. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> I am drinking a limited release from Avery Brewing Company in Boulder, Colorado. It's called Oh Shit. <laughs> it's not called Oh Shit. It's, I just it, I just spilled. <laughs> so I rotated the can. I rotated the can so I could look at it and then the hole ended up on this side over there and I tilted it and uh, made a mess. But it's the beer is my, not called Oh Shit. <laughs> my beer is called Paws and Claws IPA. It's a hazy and dank India Pale <laughs> Nice. And it's um, got a little lobster and a bear on it. There you go. I couldn't I couldn't find any walrus themed ones. Oh really? So that's the Me only neither. animals I could do. But but going for beers that either have like a a marijuana theme or a hazy yeah. theme or Comic I'm books. At, I was very excited to find mine because it, it fits my favorite one so well. Okay. Uh, I went with the home state. So I am drinking an Odell beer nice. called Good Behavior. Nice. And it fits yeah. because uh <laughs> That's your favorite. It's my favorite. That's <laughs> oh, a good it's one. So tasty. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah, mine's pretty good too. Mm. I don't know. It is I would say it's definitely hazy. I don't know if I would say it's dank, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So Thank you, Wandering Lion Studios, for the beer and uh, yeah. Go check them out. Wandering Lion Studios. Stop biz. Uh, did you try their trivia Thursday? I did. Remind me what it was because that was uh, like this. Was oh no, the I haven't one... seen today's. Oh, you haven't. Today is Thursday for people that uh, <laughs> right. We're recording don't on know. Thursday. The episode will come out on Sunday. Hold on, let me look. <clears throat> so Wandering Lions does. Uh, movie Mondays and Movie Trivia Thursday. Movie Madness Mondays, get it right. Madness, thank you. Sorry, Dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the trivia is the one that I usually get real excited for every Thursday yeah. morning. Of all yeah. the ones that I have guessed, I've only gotten one wrong so far. Uh, their Their trivia this morning was awesome because it was one where I was like, that's one of my favorite tidbits. <laughs> I know the answer. I'm not telling you, but participate in their stuff. It's a lot of fun. Is it the Walkman tidbit or the 16 foreign language tidbit? The foreign language one. I love That's that crazy. tidbit. Love that tidbit. That's like dedication, I, especially if you know the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's having to do yeah. that. It's it's convenient to do when you're all when you only have a couple of lines and uh you can learn 16 different languages for it right right. (laughs) or read read it off a piece of paper yeah but yeah that's pretty impressive i i think that's pretty cool um check them out they they do a lot of uh work and help for independent artists so if you have a script Mm -hmm. or a film that you want like an opinion on check these guys out they're great at what they do yeah 
yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, and they're kind of all over the place, not just film, but they yeah. like to it's, promote authors and illustrators. And yeah, everybody. it's really like independent artists, the creative arts, like for sure. Get a hold of them; they they know their stuff. So yeah, thank you, gents, for the beer. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, on the topic of most successful independent films of all time <laughs> that, kicked, <laughs> that kicked, off, kicked off massive careers for several people uh, and created like almost its own subgenre of cult classics yeah which if you haven't guessed by the shirt or the little <laughs> lines from earlier uh, yeah. we're deep diving today into the career of Kevin Smith yep um now I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I think I was a fan of his before maybe even you started watching his movies. That might be a Yeah, I a didn't guess. I mean I had seen several of his movies, but I didn't uh I didn't really like I wouldn't say I was a fan. I liked a couple. I had seen only a handful, and so I've been catching up this week so that I can talk about them all. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I know his movies are not for everyone. He knows his movies are not for everyone, <laughs> which is probably right. one of my favorite things cuz he always jokes about like yeah, I've made some shitty movies, but they're fun for me and my friends and people seem to yeah. enjoy them, so we just keep doing it. Yeah. And now he's like one of the biggest dudes. I you know, he does all the IMDb mm-hmm. award show stuff. He He's huge. He's like, one of the biggest podcasters. Ironically, he started in film but became a podcaster with Smodcast. Yeah. And then has like a, a podcast empire. I haven't really listened to Smodcast, but I've listened to Fat Man on Batman and right. like all <laughs> kinds of I stuff mean, that he does. He everything nerdy. And that might be one of my one of the things that really appeals. All of his movies somehow have like a comic book tie to it. A character yeah. might be obsessed with comic books or Stan Lee or just mm-hmm. nerd culture in general. Yeah, famous um, movie lines. Yeah, especially Jaws. Jaws yeah. gets mentioned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, real, <laughs> actually, a, a fair statement would be Steven Spielberg films get quoted yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Star Wars gets quoted or reenacted. Yeah. Almost every movie. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars is a huge one. Comics are a huge one. Batman's like Batman's a huge thing. He, yeah, he's just a massive nerd who loves he, all the things. A lot of the things we love. Yeah, and that's definitely an appeal for me. Um, the dialogue in his movies is so interesting to me because it's mm-hmm. so vulgar. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and he uses some like. Is he just ripping words out of the dictionary? Like he saw a huge (laughs) word and was like, that's going in this argument. (laughs) But I do find myself sometimes with like a rant that Randall goes on or, or something Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I kind of get it. (laughs) Biggest one is I don't get me wrong, folks. I love the Lord of the Rings. It was like our top fantasy stuff. You know, it's just incredible film series. Randall's (laughs) Randall's <laughs> summary of the whole trilogy yeah. 
might be the most accurate summary of a trilogy ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. not to take anything away from it, but when he finishes it, I really do feel like I'm the other guy eating the movies burger thinking, mm-hmm. fucking A, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He does a good job of boiling down boiling down all kinds of things from fantasy to movies to religion and picking out truths like truths that everybody regardless of if you like it or don't like it or believe in it or don't believe in it are kind of can understand and agree with yeah and i i like that it's i think it makes it it makes it real and beneficial and relevant and kind of yeah i really really like the way his characters tend to always feel like people Mm -hmm. you would know whether you would be friends with those people or not, but you would know these people you would like, yeah, I've had arguments like that. I've had conversations kind of like that. Like Mm -hmm. this is goofy. Uh, My personal favorite of his ironically is the one about religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, So dogma is my favorite. This was, and we'll get into it when we start going to it. But in terms of like making subject matter, whether you believe in it, agree with it, whatnot, his summary of it and how he boils things down. I think dogma does such a great job of doing that, especially with such a hot topic as religion. Right. Uh, And we'll get more into that, but yeah, I, I love Kevin Smith and I, (laughs) he's not one that I recommend to a lot of people though, unless I know their sense of humor is a lot like mine. And then I can be like, you'll probably enjoy his stuff because he's, 50-something-year-old man who still writes, you know, toilet humor right? <laughs> and weak <Yeah>. jokes. <laughs> As I was watching it, I was thinking of a lot of parallels between him and our Adam Sandler episode. <laughs> right. Where he just, he meets people, decides to put them in every movie he does from now on. So he has all of his friends in his movies. Uh, everybody's getting paid. Very kind of immature, but also really like deep and serious moments also and just kind of fun usually yeah fun. yeah especially in like well we'll get into it we'll get into it uh yeah. let's kick it off so okay. should we just go in order let's go in release order so obviously yeah. the big one the cult classic that everybody <laughs> like, like talks about the all-time cult classics that is yeah. not for everybody <laughs> You right. gotta be. This is a very like. I don't recommend the first clerks to a <laughs> lot of people. Yeah, because it's so vulgar and it's so different of a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's definitely a different kind of movie. Not only is it shot in black and white, um, but it's very. It's extremely conversational. It's just like a day in the life of these guys. They happen to have kind of a weird life and a weird, funny things happen to them. And they have an interesting and funny perspective on the things that are happening. Um, but most of the movies, just people talking, not, not a lot, <laughs> too much happens. Uh, but for a first movie, like it's pretty insane that you, he can write and direct this movie that becomes so pop so popular i think a big part of it like you said it's not for everybody and i think a lot of people like that fact a lot yeah. of people that i know who are like big clerks fans they're they kind of like feeling like oh you wouldn't get it 
like <laughs> it's 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 just like a, I, it's it's on the cult side of cult classic for sure it, it really is i don't know that i would say i approach it in that exact sense of like mm-hmm. oh you just won't get it mm-hmm. i really approach it with like the moment you meet randall you'll probably hate this movie because randall <laughs> is such a vulgar character <laughs> that's like the moment that it gets most interesting for me. <laughs> right now i love randall <laughs> yeah so full disclosure i had not seen clerks yeah I, yeah i have had it i have always got meant to get around to watching it so i finally got around to watching it this week and uh clerks one and clerks two um and yeah <laughs> i was like watching i was like okay this is cute this is like fun and quaint and interesting and then yeah as soon as you start getting into well randall and jay i think between the yeah. two of them they're the most vulgar <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> um people but also they kind of bring a lot of life to the movie for sure yeah the introduction i mean and it, it really clerks blew up the view askew universe yeah which is the jersey saga Mm-hmm. that kevin smith has like i think there's only a three movies of his that don't take place in mm-hmm. the jersey saga um i was keeping track as i was watching them i think it is three i think you're right yeah because jersey girls doesn't yeah. um cop out does not and uh red state yeah right I don't know if Tusk does or not, so it might be four. But I know he's. It could be tangentially because he nope. the kid is from Jersey, and he has moved to L.A. It does because of the uh, the two girls at the. Uh, well, the that ties into yoga hosers, yeah, which is also tied to. Okay. The universe, thanks to so like Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It's, he's kind of and it's like the, the next movie will tie the last one in so it's like retroactively right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it gets weird yeah when i first saw clerks it was not the first one of his that i saw uh-huh. um the first one i saw was actually jay and silent bob strike back okay. that was my introduction to kevin smith and <laughs> we'll get into that yeah. <laughs> but i'll never forget my uh one of my cousin's had clerks and he was like he made some joke about 37 and it mm-hmm. went way over my head <laughs> in a row <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that and joke because, made me laugh out loud yeah, right. it was like the first time in the movie i laughed out loud when <laughs> when he's like my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks and that one row? like guest is like in a row <laughs> Oh, made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, and so obviously when the joke went over my head, my cousin was like, you need to sit down, we're watching Clerks. Yeah. And I was so, the first bit of it, I was so like, what is this movie about? Is this really just about this guy mm-hmm. having to work on his day off and just hating <laughs> everybody and everything? Yes. Yep. Yes, Pretty it much. is. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, then I started catching on to the dialogue and then Jay and Silent Bob are introduced mm-hmm. and you're like, what the fuck <laughs> are these two guys? Yeah. And like when Jay starts ranting about 
all the deviant acts he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And he starts like miming giving head. And then he smacks yeah. Silent Bob. Ew, I'm not gay. I love <laughs> <Yeah>. women. <laughs> like it's, you really don't get how funny the character of Jay is until mm-hmm. you have watched him in all of the movies and been yeah. like, oh, he's just a parody of himself and mm-hmm. obnoxious guys everywhere. Like you really <laughs> catch on to that the further into the whole saga you get. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Randall, the scene that I probably, I don't know if it's my favorite, but the scene that makes me just like, oh my God, is where Randall is ordering new videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The titles of those videos, I'm like, <laughs> man, those titles can make anyone blush because, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as there's a mom who's trying to order a video for her little kid, and it's like, what was the name of that video that you <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I when it ended, I was like, it was funny, because the first time I saw Clerks, I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I see quite the hype, but over the years, Clerks has been one of those that just like... Mm-hmm. I go back to it a lot. It's still not my favorite of his, but it's very like, I appreciate it more and more Mm -hmm. the older I get, which might be reverse, but (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, I could certainly see that. I think that I was noticed that I was watching it as I was watching it. I was just getting more and more comfortable. It's just kind of a comfortable, maybe that's a weird statement about me, but (laughs) I found it to be like interestingly comfortable to be watching. It's the kind of, I mean, Dante is that character. He's you. He's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the every if man. you've ever had to go to work on your day off, mm-hmm. everything bad will happen on that day. I'm not even supposed <laughs> to be here today. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, Dante's a sleaze. He's mm-hmm. a piece of shit. He really is. And you learn that halfway through the movie <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah but you still like you relate to him so much because you think to yourself man if i had to work on my day off and i got left with all the bullshit mm-hmm. i would probably come to a moment of like fuck this i'm gonna do something i want to <laughs> do and the job's just gonna have to get over it, it might not yeah. be playing hockey on the roof but <laughs> right. it could down be some yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, there's just, they have a lot of interesting conversations in it. And this is kind of, I think, the beauty of Kevin Smith's writing, which is, like you said, finding finding like interesting or new things about Lord of the Rings or about Star Wars. They have this whole conversation about why Empire is better than Jedi, but it's from a perspective you've never heard. Like I've, I've heard <laughs> right. so many people talk about how Empire is better than Jedi, but not because in Jedi they blow up a, the Death Star and it has all of these innocent contractors on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, and then they, there just happens to be a private contractor buying cigarettes <laughs> yeah. who tells him, oh, personal politics totally play into how you take a job. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck yeah. those contractors on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really funny. And I think 
it I I kind of didn't get around to it partly because I thought it was going to be very art housey. Like obviously yeah. it's black and white. There are title cards. It's like it felt art housey. Um, but the more I watched it and the more vulgar it got and the more ridiculous it got, I was like, this is kind of like a satire about art house movies in a way. <laughs> it's uh, or it's making art house relevant for normal people. I don't know, but it, it is a cool thing and I'm glad it exists. Yeah. And a lot like my love for Evil Dead with Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell and Sam Raimi, uh, I have a huge respect for Kevin Smith. He he made Clerks with, like, no money yeah. at all. He had to sell his comic book collection just to help finance some of the movie. And then he could only film... So that convenience store, the Quick Stop, yeah. he worked there while filming. Oh, nice. But he could only film while the store was closed. So he would have to work a full shift, close everything down, <laughs> film what he could, sleep for like an hour or two, and then start the whole next day. Yeah. Is that why the windows are stuck closed? Because it's nighttime outside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Actually, to, that, for that the lighting purposes. And yeah, yeah. So everything you see happen in the movie all had to be cleaned up and put back exactly where it had been before he Mm. could open the store again. (laughs) Um, And that scenario also ends up playing a part in a movie Kevin Smith made later on, and we'll get to that farther down the line. But uh, I have a huge respect for Kevin Smith because he just, he wanted to make movies. He wanted to Mm -hmm. hang out with his friend, a lot like the Adam Sandler, like you pointed out. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, I have a high respect for that. And the fact that because of Clerks, he's become like the movie yeah. guy. I mean, any kind of nerd movie that gets announced or mm-hmm. made, everyone in part of that movie is like, okay, we need Kevin Smith yeah. to like either watch this or be on the <laughs> set with us. We need yeah. his stamp of approval. He did the whole uh, <laughs> virtual red carpet for Batman versus Superman. No, for uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. It's, he's always doing something. He's it, yeah. He's literally living the dream. He's a total dork who <laughs> likes all of these dorky things, but not only wanted to make a movie, successfully made a movie, and it catapulted him into living the dream where he is getting to meet Stan Lee and getting to like be friends with all of these people that he has always wanted to like hang out. Right. With. It's crazy how this one just 90 minute film or however long clerks is. Yeah. That's all dialogue. <laughs> like, yeah. Cheaply made just catapulted him, which is yeah. funny to say though, because then if you look at like, movie grosses that he's had yeah they don't make a lot of money at the box office (laughs) but they become i mean the the fan base is just Mm -hmm. massive and passionate they're like i'm a big fan of his but Mm -hmm. i have met some kevin smith fans that like holy crap guys you really (laughs) and no judgment i mean more you become a fan of someone and you investing in that that's okay i mean that's cool as long as yeah. you don't go like stalker scary style but <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i think it's interesting that he kind of chose chose to gear everything towards people like him obviously yeah. he writes what he knows um 
writes all about Jersey, writes all about comic books and movies. Um, and so it's interesting that he gears it very much. His whole movie universe is like comic books where it's all tied in. It's all, uh, kind of self-referential. Every movie kind of comments <laughs> on a previous movie and all the characters are recurring and coming back. And right. so he, he definitely, I think knows what he's doing. He's not trying to be relevant for everybody. He just is trying to give the people that like it more of what they like, I guess, which is yeah, cool. It is cool. It, and it is funny because then he ends up like making fun of himself a lot. Yeah. Especially with later movies. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think when he does try to branch out into mainstream Hollywood things and it doesn't work, he's <coughs> cop out. We're looking at you. <coughs> yeah. He's smart enough to go. Yeah, that was a piece of shit. Why would I do that? that what what, what yeah. the hell was I doing? Let's go back to doing what I know. Yep. Yep. Oh, cop out. <laughs> Did you watch it? You oh, I watched all of these movies. Okay. Okay. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Yeah. We'll get into it later. Um, well, should we move on to Mallrats? Let's move on to Mallrats. All right. So Mallrats, I love Mallrats. Me too. I, in terms of like, it's a comic book. I mean, it's it feels like a comic book movie. It has mm-hmm. an actual plot to it. The dialogue yeah. is a lot of fun, and he really—it's more of a more of a movie movie. Yeah, and it's crazy how within just that, it being his second film, yeah, how much you can see writer development and how he's doing it and directing yeah. development. It, it's yeah, really cool. It's almost like his entire career has just been him practicing. If you kind of think about it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Which is yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, it's fun to... I haven't watched the movies in order since we did the Tarantino episode. Okay. And I so I did that this time. Yeah. And yeah, you can definitely see the growth as he's going. And I thought that was actually really fun and worth doing. It's also really fun because every movie gets made fun of later. So you don't want to watch them out of order or skip any, like even the ones I don't like, I like some of the jokes later on about that. movie, right. So it all works <laughs> out. Um, Mallrats is also funny because it does not take place in Jersey. It takes place in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. So it, the whole movie takes place at Eden Prairie mall, which yeah. I've been to that mall. Oh, for real? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So every time I watch it, I'm like, meh, I've been there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it also cracks me up, like, the tie-in, why Mallrat still fits into the uh, View Askew universe is a couple characters. So you've got mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob show up, and they're like, planning on sabotaging this tv show before they get asked to sabotage a tv show <laughs> right. but they just happen to be in minnesota still selling weed they just mm-hmm. aren't in jersey at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and then you've got the introduction of a kevin smith favorite and that's jason lee as right. brody jason lee is so fucking funny yeah, every, I love him in everything. He's, he, yeah, he's amazing. He's so funny in everything, and especially in this. 
Especially in the every time he's worked with Kevin Smith, I am like, mm-hmm. yes, it's Jason <laughs> Lee. He yeah. might be him and like, well, there's all of them. I get excited about all of them, but yeah. the introduction of Brody is fantastic. He's got that mm-hmm. interaction with Stan Lee, which is one of the most fun scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting uh, movie kind of, Several of Kevin Smith's movies follow this theme, which is about guys that have trouble with their relationships. And I mean, Clerks is kind of about that. Dante has issues with two different relationships. He doesn't know how to choose. Um, and then, yeah, Brody has an issue with his relationship. Freaking what the fuck kind of name is T.S.? <laughs> like the main character's name is T.S. And I don't know what that even means, but me it makes either. me laugh every time. <laughs> And everybody says it to him with a straight face. I'm like, you're calling him T.S. <laughs> if I ever came up to you and was like, hey, J.L. Yeah. <laughs> it would, I can't even do that. It has to be like his real name is so obnoxiously difficult to pronounce. They just shorten it as much as possible. It's right. probably like Thaddeus Soliloquy or some shit. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and but yeah, it's a. Uh, there was a funny joke in Marats when they go to like the flea market area, and uh, they they're like just looking at junk, and uh, they put on the clerk's like hat, like yep. just one of those basic production hats that everybody gets. Uh, it's pretty funny. Which I didn't realize this until this week, as I was really diving into like all the production notes and all that. Mallrats actually takes place one day before Clerks. Oh, really? Right. How's that work? That's just what the production said. <laughs> how do How do Jay and Silent Bob get all the way from Minnesota back to Jersey <laughs> within a day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like well, overnight. Not, at that point in time, they are still allowed to fly. So I'm assuming they are okay. still allowed to. They don't. <laughs> They don't get put on the no-fly list until after strikes back. So <laughs> yeah, all right, good point. <laughs> Thanks to the clit, but <laughs> <laughs> the clit's not real. Everybody knows that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Jay's uh, Jay's video from that just ran through my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mallrats like. Mallrats is one of those movies where every after you watch it and you would go to a mall, you mm-hmm. really find yourself like, oh, my God. Mallrats is so accurate and <laughs> just yeah. the mindless wandering. You have the argument of what's in the food, what constitutes as the food court or not. What yeah. store do you want to go to? Only douchebags work at that store. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Affleck's character is such a piece yeah. of shit. He's Introduces a- <laughs> Ben Affleck to the whole movie universe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh my God, he's such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marats is a lot of fun. And I, I feel like, especially for people our age who actually knew what malls were and how they worked <laughs> um, in the 80s, it's like, it's a it's a really fun movie. It's probably in my top four of his movies. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just one when I watched it, 
I mean, when I started really getting into Kevin Smith's movies, I did not watch them in order for a Mm -hmm. long time. In fact, I actually didn't watch them in order until after I bought all of them. And then I thought, maybe I should do that. And like you said earlier, it, it's so much better to do that with his movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can watch them out of order, like one-offs for sure. but if you want a marathon, you really do want to watch it in order to catch all the like character references or the jokes about the previous movie or a couple movies that happened or it's yeah. And Mallrats just really starts setting that kind of writing up with mm-hmm. the, the clerk's hat or, you know, Jay yeah. and Silent Bob's just general demeanor and Brody. <laughs> Brody is a key character in, yeah. this universe he's he he ends up owning brody's comics and is basically a surrogate for kevin smith who had the yeah the secret stash he has the secret stash comic shop he's brody's stash uh comic shop in several movies later on yeah but Mallrats is just it's always been one of those it's just fun it's i mean it's hilarious yeah it is i can't help but chuckle every time i see chocolate covered pretzels Every time it's just like, ooh, <laughs> I just yeah. can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love the whole idea of this dating show being put on in a mall mm-hmm. and all the lengths that these guys are all going to to try and sabotage it. It's just so ridiculous. You've got uh, Silent Bob trying to Jedi mind trick stuff. You've got him trying to. <laughs> do the batman way (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah his bat suit is pretty cool (laughs) his bat that helmet that he wears i'm like that's a good helmet it's a really good helmet it's a pretty awesome helmet actually (laughs) so the only last thing i had for mall rats was do you I really like uh, Ethan Soupley's character, who's just standing <laughs> trying to in see front, the, the picture, standing in front of that like magic eye poster. Um, I paused it to see if I could do it to figure out what it was, <laughs> and it's definitely not a uh, sailboat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like a bunch of random shapes, like stars and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funny, it's such an obvious joke to do, but it works so well is when he's doing it and the kids come up and they're like, ooh, it's a schooner. And he's like, yeah. ah, idiot, it's a sailboat. <laughs> schooner is a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always chuckle because he's like, I packed a lunch. I've got my soda and I'm not leaving until I can see this thing. <laughs> like, Yeah. No, I I can't even. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Mallrats is just it, it's a lot better than it ever got credit in the '90s for it. Yeah, I think it's like his lowest grossing film, but oh really? It's thoroughly enjoyable. Thoroughly. Yeah, 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 and I think people that maybe. Um, for people that clerks didn't do it for, um, I think that Mallrats is certainly more mainstream. I think that you could find a lot yeah. to like in it. 
I would agree with that. Yeah. So, movie number three, Chasing Amy. How do you feel about that piece of shit? <laughs> oh, you don't <laughs> like Chasing Amy. Dude, I I wanted, I like, I thought I was liking it. And then the longer it goes, and mostly the end, I was like, what? This doesn't make any goddamn sense. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I think it's the one I like the least. I don't like it really at all. It's so funny that you say that. When I first saw Chasing Amy, I mm-hmm. hated it. Absolutely hated it. In fact, I hated it for a long time. It was my least favorite of Kevin Smith's. <laughs> okay, so that's where I'm at. And then the last couple years, really, uh-huh. I still, it's not one of my favorites, but it, it, I, I definitely enjoy it way more now. But there are a couple scenes in the movie that every time they come up, I'm like, oh, I just hate this scene. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Ben Affleck's proposition towards the end. Hate that scene. That's the part that ruins it because it's so it's so counter character for me. Like, I don't I don't understand and I can't put myself in the place where I would begin to understand how this character would think that that's the solution to this situation it doesn't make any sense to me he completely ruins two of his best relationships maybe it's intentional maybe sabotage i don't know but it doesn't make any sense and i think that it's stupid (laughs) yeah so i even now even though i like chasing amy that scene Mm -hmm. is still the scene every time it comes up i'm like oh it just, it, it does feel out of place. Yeah. Um, the other scene is the their, like, breakup in the yeah. parking garage after he finds mm-hmm. out that she, like, the meaning behind her high school nickname and how overly cuts. jealous he gets and, like, freaks out and all that. Yeah. Their whole argument in that parking lot Mm-hmm. Or parking garage, wherever it is. I don't like that. Yeah. Because my brain definitely keeps reverting back to like. It's that part is in the past. So what does that have to do with anything right. you guys are doing now? Um, right. But I, I go off and on. Sometimes it really annoys me. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. More times than not, that scene kind of bothers me just because I, yeah. I feel like it. I feel like that fight was only put in the movie just to serve as like, well, I need him to break up. Mm -hmm. So I'll have him freak out over this. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a little cliche to have a, a, a essentially a romance movie where they, you know, fall in love, fight, break up, fall back in love kind of. Right. So that's definitely a cliche, but I, I think that it's, it's difficult to watch because I, you get the impression that he's, sabotaging his relationship he's trying to find a reason to get out of it and makes this past issue bigger than it actually needs to be so that's annoying i guess for me besides those two scenes there i i enjoy the movie for the most part minus those couple parts um my one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie though is when they go to uh Oh, what is it called? The uh, the lesbian club, the meow yeah. something. Yeah, um, that scene I love 
simply because of Jason Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His the way Jason he Lee's plays the best part. <laughs> that whole scene is so mm. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he realizes that it's like a lesbian bar and how excited yeah. he is about it, not because <laughs> He's around a whole bunch of lesbians, but because yeah. he gets to see his best friend, who's mm-hmm. been acting kind of douchey, yeah, he gets to watch him just train wreck epically. Yeah. He realizes it first and gets to know that the train is coming for <laughs> right. his friend, and gets to see the look on his face when he realizes. And, and I get so I love watching him walk up, just smiling and loving what's happening. I yeah. love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, everything about Jason Lee's character is hilarious. He has a lot of funny jokes in it. He's the best part of it for sure. And he also, I mean, it's kind of funny that Ben Affleck and Jason Lee end up playing two different characters in this universe, and both of mm. their characters are kind of essential to the entire right. View Askew universe. So, yeah, they're comic book artists. <laughs> Banky is. <laughs> like the inker <laughs> or as you he's, learn he's at the tracer. beginning he's a tracer yeah he just trace <laughs> like, stuff strangles a guy over it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the movie itself like I, I do enjoy it I enjoy it more having watched the entire universe several mm-hmm. times because chasing Amy becomes so central to yeah. so many parts throughout kevin smith's universe right yeah that's this is probably the primary case that i kind of alluded to before where even though i don't like the movie at this point in my life i'm glad that i watched it i'm glad that i can get all the jokes later on about chasing amy and some heartfelt moments later on about chasing Amy. yeah there's there's a couple and this is also i mean chasing amy better yeah so silent bob a running gag became he only says like one or two lines a movie mm-hmm. and chasing Amy. He gets an entire monologue and his yeah. monologue is actually pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good mon. It's a good, like grounding. Right. Uh, kind of monologue about love in general. Yeah. Uh, and it, it does, like you said, it, it does come back later on in the, the saga but yeah chasing amy was uh it took a while for that one to grow on me Mm -hmm. so i'm curious to see if that ever happens for you yeah i'll have to watch it again later part of the problem is i i honestly find her voice kind of annoying okay i was waiting to find out which one of us (laughs) was gonna say it first joey Um, lauren adams and she's in mall rats but she is just talks a lot and yells a lot and cries a lot in this movie and her voice i don't i don't like it the whole scene the the rainstorm yes yep (laughs) that's kind of like that's kind of like the nail in the coffin during the movie (laughs) You're like, you know what? I might be done with this. <laughs> it goes on for a while. It, it really does. does. It, it yeah. really. She does. has a a lot to yell about, and uh, it's a little intense. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think the the idea of the story is great, and that's partly why I'm so disappointed by the ending. I really like the idea of these two people. She's a lesbian. We didn't really talk about it. If oh, yeah. you, I'm sure yeah, you've yeah. seen it. 
we're, we're going to spoil all these things, but um, she's a lesbian. Like she's, well, she said she was a lesbian. She claims to be a lesbian like her whole life. And then things start coming out that maybe she wasn't a lesbian all the way. Maybe she's bi, maybe she's whatever. Um, nowadays it's very modern. Maybe she's pansexual. Who knows? Um, I, it, yeah. Now, <laughs> just because it might be modern. Uh huh. A key thing for new people coming, especially younger generations <laughs> coming into a Kevin Smith film, yeah. um, you Not, are going to be wow. offended. You yes. are. If you don't <laughs> like hearing the F word, not that F word, the gay F word, um, you hear you hear that, you're going to hear the R word. You're going to hear retarded. You're going to hear a lot of words. You're going to hear the C word. You're, you're, you're going to hear all yeah. the words. You're going to hear every word we're not supposed to say. Yeah. You hear them a lot in the Kevin Smith universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I honestly, I think, <laughs> I think that it's always done in a good way. I don't think it's ever done to just be offensive or flashy or over the top. I don't think it's ever done to be offensive. I think it's always done to be realistic and to be like, hey, you know what? These are just words. Every time this people are called a... Uh, uh, F word, gay F word. Uh, they they aren't really offended because it's a conversation between people who understand each other and know what it, they mean. And it feels like I I chalk it up to this. Um, good friends always kind of converse in obscene ways. Sometimes I'm going to yeah. use you and Christy as an example. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to use Christy primarily as the example. So Very fair. Christy and I, very good friends. Been mm. friends since you guys started dating however long ago. Um, yep. We're mean to each other. Right. Like, we're, we can be vulgar to each other. <laughs> you and I can be vulgar right. to each other. And part of it is just funny to see what's the worst thing that you can uh, right, come right. up with. But there's like... That kind of communication between good friends, close acquaintances, mm -hmm. there's always that mutual understanding, respect of like, right. It's just, it's hard to explain. It's in fun. It, it is. There's fun. a time and a place. There's a time and a place for everything, and so not all words should be banned forever. It's just that don't say them to strangers right right say right. say them to people who know what you mean and that you're joking or that well, it, it's such a it's not hateful the the friendship between banky and uh the gay comic book artist the yeah. the black guy who is yeah. hilarious by he the is way. His like so character funny. or persona is really funny and then when he switches it's really funny <laughs> Uh, their friendship is awesome because Banky he uses the yeah the f word at him yeah but in the same sentence that character reverts back to like oh you're just saying this to me because you're like uncomfortable with your own sexuality you know <laughs> right. they get in this huge argument over Archie being gay or not <laughs> right <It's, laughs> to me it's just and that's the way. All the dialogue in all of Kevin Smith's movies really end up being is it's friends just being vulgar at each other because that's what friends do. Right. I, you can't really explain why we do it. 
you can't you never even really realize when you start doing it it just kind of happens at one point and everyone just sticks with it (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of beautiful in a way that you can be comfortable enough to let out the most fucked up like (laughs) weird thoughts and not be judged you're like hey have you ever thought about how this is a weird thing (laughs) right right (laughs) that i'm not going to say online because we will get canceled yeah and i feel like you've already uh i mean i'm not blaming you entirely but yeah i'm entirely blaming you that's fair See that was a good moment, folks. See that. See what that, I did there. <laughs> yeah, you roasted me. Yeah. So chasing Amy is pretty. It's I, pretty decent. I I would say it grew on me. I really did not like that movie for the longest time. I mean, yeah. like I said earlier, it. I didn't start enjoying it until the last couple of years. Yeah. And I don't even know what clicked, but. I think that's probably, I think I'm probably in the minority. It seems like well-reviewed online, well-rated through IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. So um, people probably just get it and I just don't. And that's okay. And it might grow on you. Who knows? But you know a movie I do like? (laughs) Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Well, you skipped. Except Dogma. I like Dogma more. (laughs) (laughs) I skipped Dogma because I had scrolled too far. Oh, Okay. My dogma. Bad. You know, you know a movie I do like. Let's do this over. You know a movie I do like, <laughs> Dogma. There we go. <laughs> dogma is. I said it earlier. It's my favorite. I it happens to be the one I have on the screen right now. Then we are watching the same movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's my favorite. Also, Dogma just. It's a home run for me. First time yeah. I saw it. It's one of those movies where I personally knew I was going to love the movie just from the very opening part, which is a disclaimer (laughs) that goes from like, just take this for the joke it is. Right. And then it, it quickly goes to, sorry to the platypus fans out there. We didn't mean any disrespect. (laughs) (laughs) Also don't want to offend the platypus fans. (laughs) Also don't want to offend anybody who's not going to, who's going to take this too seriously. Uh, Dogma is just, honestly, I would be a lot more open to organized religion. Mm -hmm. If it was approached the way that Rufus tries to approach it in dogma. I feel the way all the characters are portrayed, all the angels, uh, the Metatron. (laughs) Yeah. Like the way they are portrayed to me is more meaningful and has more of an impact on how I feel I should live my life than Mm -hmm. anything that's been preached from a pulpit. Pulpit. Yeah. I think Uh, that it has really good it has a really good overall message about about the failings of religion and the dangers of belief in belief in spite of anything if you believe too hard that's the it gets the worst it gets even worse um but that you can have you can still have good ideas and have things that motivate you to be a better person and to treat people a certain way and to do certain things um 
without falling into all the negative stuff that comes with that. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I feel it's my favorite writing of Kevin Smith, although it's not mm-hmm. his best writing. Cause like we said earlier, he seems to continuously be able to mm-hmm. evolve and improve, but the writing in this movie is so fun. Just yeah. how he put it together, how he came up with this whole idea, which he can't dogma was like the first thing that he wrote. Okay. Before clerks, but he didn't want to make I, dogma until he had enough budget to properly yeah. do it. Until he made friends with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> dogma. Okay, so we grew up in the nineties and mm-hmm. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were basically to like our generation the goodwill hunting guys. Right. They make jokes about that in the Kevin right. Smith universe. <laughs> yeah. Um but Ben Affleck always kind of had like this weird I don't I don't know. I was never a fan of his yeah. in the 90s or early 2000s. It always 2000s. seemed like I, he took himself too seriously or something. Right. But then you watch him in Dogma. Mm-hmm. And he's perfect. He's so I yeah. love Ben Affleck. <laughs> like he's so yeah. good. And him and Matt Damon, the fact that they're already known as being Hollywood's best buds. Yeah. Playing these two outcasted angels trying to get <laughs> trying to like capitalize on a loophole from a church. <laughs> yeah. To get back into heaven. To get back into heaven. It's so funny to me to see them act off of each other in this. Especially if you watch Goodwill Hunting before you watch Dogma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I fucking love dogma. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm not surprised at all that it's the first thing he wrote. It seems like the kind of thing that that like I it, I part of the reason I like it is cuz it, it seems like it's the kind of thing that I would write or gravitate towards where there's a ton, there's really good ideas in it. There's so many different things that get connected in it. Um and so it's kind of too perfect as far as well this connects and this connects and their references to religions and references to characters and references to history and very deep cut biblical references like super deep cut <laughs> like you you have to dive deep into old school catholicism you know like yeah. you have to cuz yeah. he mentions i mean there's some characters that are mentioned Alan Rickman's in particular right who you see your general churchgoer mm-hmm. probably doesn't even know <laughs> yeah. what that character actually is <laughs> yeah the voice of god and yeah it's it's just great on so many levels and it's also so many of the things that i like in real life where it's it's references so many movies references so many like the the salma so how salma hayek plays the siren and she is like a stripper she's like doing yeah. a dance but she basically is doing the similar dance in a similar ass outfit as the uh, now i'm blanking on it but the movie with uh quinn tarantino and uh, yeah George from Clooney. dust till dawn dust till dawn yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so that's great <laughs> using her serendipitous powers to get extra money <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i love i love that he added uh george carlin to his universe george carlin as the priest is like the best it's so, so funny if you don't understand 
how awesome that irony is. You yeah. need to go and watch old George Carlin stand up. Yeah. He's pretty blunt on how he feels about the Catholic Church. Yep. And organized yeah. religion in general. So to see him play a cardinal who creates the buddy Christ is so. <laughs> yeah. He's re- rebranding Catholicism to be more modern and relevant. And it's hilarious. So I, I had to debate. So when we were supposed to record last week. Yeah. I wore, I have a buddy Christ t-shirt. Oh, nice. And then it, like I have it washed. And today I was like, man, do I do Jay and Silent Bob or do I do <laughs> buddy Christ? And I was like, no, I should do Jay and Silent Bob. Cause it's, it's Jay yeah. and Silent Bob. It's the foundation of the it universe. really is. And plus it's, it's Kevin Smith. So yeah, that's true. It's, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I just <laughs> the deep cuts to this, the the whole idea how he created like it's kind of funny watching Dogma in a post Da Vinci Code world. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because everyone like jumped on the controversy of Da Vinci Code for you know, throwing out the the theory that Christ was, you know, had children. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Dogma kind of, to me, it's like, well, Dogma already kind of introduces that idea, but not that exact way Yeah. of like, well, he had brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this yeah, is Yeah, it alludes funny. to the fact that it, it, it kind of alludes to the fact that she's important because she's an heir of Christ and it, right. so they'll need her later because she's going to be important later. She's like the how many greats is it? The great, 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 great granddaughter or grandniece or something like that of. Yeah. But it's funny watching that because my brain is always like, I don't remember people freaking out over this, but man, they freaked out over Da Vinci, but that's another day. Yeah. Yeah. And again, go ahead. It's always my favorite when, so Silent Bob, like we talked about, doesn't talk much. He's not completely silent. He does talk quite a bit for someone named Silent Bob. Um, but my favorite times when he talks is always when he just quotes movies. <laughs> and my favorite one is in Dogma, where he throws Ben Affleck and them off the train. <laughs> no and he goes, no ticket. <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh every time because I love that movie. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of Silent Bob's and Dogma is actually mm-hmm. the very end after God has shown up and taken care mm-hmm. of everyone. But Silent Bob still has all of the blood on his hands mm-hmm. and Jay shows up and Bob does the like, yeah, the sweet <laughs> moment that that whole finale is showing. And, and just having Bob pantomime bloody hands and the tongue and everything—it's it's one of those details that you and I mention mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's one yeah. of those that I just—I love, absolutely love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, I really enjoy. We talk about Kevin Smith as a director and a writer, but I really enjoy him as Silent Bob and yeah, his like physical acting—that's like almost all facial expressions and. Just like looking and nodding, and he's <laughs> it's, so funny. It's so funny, and for some reason, it adds 
quite a bit yeah. to like what is happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I remember after I saw Dogma, this was one of those movies where I was like, Mom, Dad, you have to watch this. And I did recommend Dogma to probably too many people. <laughs> and I had more than half of those people tell me how offensive this movie was <laughs> and how they just couldn't get through it. And I was like, you all missed the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't think it's offensive i mean i guess if you take things too seriously but then that is the point you're taking it too seriously (laughs) you didn't even read the disclaimer at the beginning there's a whole disclaimer like it's the first thing you you see yeah (laughs) dear people that will take this too seriously please don't take it seriously yeah (laughs) it's just and honestly like rufus I feel yeah, he's Chris such Rock. a yeah he's such a like, um, oh, I just lost the word. Underappreciated character. Underrated. Underrated. Thank you. Yeah, when he shows up as like almost right out off the bat, he shows up. Yeah. He's already making points. You as a viewer should be kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Most of the <laughs> most of the strong message comes through him, and I mean. Yeah, it's it's nineteen ninety nine Chris Rock. I mean, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're smoking weed with Matt Damon on the train right now. Your no ticket nice. scene's coming up. <laughs> no ticket. <laughs> now, one of my favorite little tidbits of this movie, uh uh-huh. Jason Muse was famously hard to work with because of his drug addictions. Okay. Had hard time memorizing lines on all of his films as Jay. Mm-hmm. And he has several. For someone who couldn't memorize lines and had a hard time showing up for production, <laughs> he has a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. with Dogma, well, okay, I have two favorite tidbits, both involving Alan Rickman. Okay. So Jason Muse was so nervous about letting alan rickman down he memorized the entire script oh wow yeah just so that he wouldn't let alan rickman down which they never really i think they only have one scene not even directly to each other (laughs) but i'm like man that alan rickman i miss that Mm -hmm. guy i miss that's honor yeah um another fun tidbit when rickman read the script I guess he asked Smith, are you filming this verbatim and will the wings be real or CGI? <laughs> Apparently Rickman did not want to make the movie if it was going to be, if like the dialogue, if all of it was going to end up getting changed or cut out, he wanted to make what he was reading, which I'm nice. like, man, if Alan Rickman, who is Hollywood royalty, yeah, falls in love with this film. And it's this yeah. kind of film. Yeah, that's that a huge compliment to his writing. Audiences. Yeah, like, hey, there's something to this story. And there really is. I there lo- really is. God damn it, I love this movie so much. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I like that we both have it playing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shit monster just came out. Oh, okay, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have so any now, more? Oh, all right. 
I think we can move on. Yeah. So Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. This was the first Kevin Smith movie I watched. Yeah. It, I. It's the first one that I like remember seeing come out. I didn't watch it yeah. when it came out. I was probably wasn't allowed to watch it when it came out still. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even graduated high school yet, so no. For good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do remember it coming out. I remember it looking crazy. Um, and it is. But it's, it's very much like that kind of early 2000s comedy that I really love now. Yep. Yeah, it's, like it's one of it's one of the funniest ones I think of his movies. It's silly, it's stupid on purpose. They make mm-hmm. fun. I mean, it go. This was the first one that Kevin Smith went very meta on, right? And like they break the fourth wall. They it, it, it's such a it, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of jabs at itself and at Kevin Smith. <laughs> Right, and I I actually appreciate that a lot. The first time I saw it, I thought it was hilarious, but I thought Jay was so annoying because he never shut up. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, man, this he just never stops talking, and what he says is so stupid ninety percent of the time. And mm-hmm. then I watched it again and was like, I fucking love Jay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it made me like him more for sure. Like in all of the previous movies that they appear in together, he's kind of likable, but he says a lot of douchey shit. Uh, in this one, he you see more of a real, like a like a personal emotional inside part of him, and so that part you definitely feel like, oh, you're a real person. I totally get you now, <laughs> right? And uh, and so. Is he, all of the like dumb stuff he says is just more endearing now. Well, I, and you also really start learning in Strikes Back. That's where the parody of Jay really comes through. Where yeah, as soon as you understand he is satire on himself or on mm-hmm. people like that. To me, he becomes so much funnier when you <laughs> take him as like, oh, you're yeah, you're. You're satirical. You're supposed to be an over-the-top cartoonish, right? Just whatever. Uh, <laughs> and we, I mean, I've, I think that his character seems over the top, but I've also seen people and known people that are vulgar in that way, but in a way that they talk about sex so much, you know that they're probably virgins, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and that's not that he's a virgin. But it becomes such a like huge running yeah. joke that Jay yeah. never gets laid. Obviously, <laughs> no girl is going to be into that. <laughs> right. He's, you actually see him fall in love, although it's not traditional, but that's kind of what makes it better. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> boo-boo kitty fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, Jay, like, I love, I, I really enjoy Strikes Back. It, it's just so much fun. Again, it's a blast to watch. And mm. I love all the little jabs it takes at itself. Um, I love mm. the jabs it takes at the internet because it was early 2000s. Yeah. So they like, what the fuck yeah. is the internet? And Ben Affleck yeah. might, I mean, his summary of what the internet is yeah, for being early 2000s, is the still most accurate. accurate thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it still just, is. People go 20 on. 20 years later. Unanimous, or 
<laughs> not unanimously, anonymously berate yeah. each other and hate on each other <laughs> from the confines of their mom's basement. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just go online and shit on people in movies that they want to, they feel like shitting on. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it's awesome. It's, it's, it's one of the most fun, especially if you've been watching all the movies up to this point, because everybody, you know, makes an appearance like Dude. Bennett, both of uh, both of the characters from uh, Jason and Amy make an appearance, and and both of the characters from Clerks make an appearance, and and then they start adding in kind of like celebrity cameos with <laughs> like Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will and, Ferrell is awesome. You've yeah, got... and I'm sure I'm sure that he half the reason Kevin Smith made this movie was so that he could have Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher be <laughs> <Yes>. in. Yes, <it. laughs> which. <laughs> Their cameos, I love. Carrie Fisher as the nun. Yeah. <laughs> giving them a ride and follows the, the follows book. the book. <laughs> it's yeah. such a... <laughs> so good. And then yeah. Mark Hamill as Cockknocker. Yeah. <laughs> I the love when they like, use the bong slash dildo sabers and yeah. Hamill has that moment of like oh someone's gonna get sued for that <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> 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 and I, it's such a great like joke that Jay and Silent Bob the whole movie is them on a mission to stop a movie being made about them yeah <laughs> as they're making a movie about themselves the meta humor folks it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's really really good yeah and will ferrell is like the wildlife warden um shane elizabeth elijah deuce canale louder all like these like female uh diamond thieves and uh sean william scott cameo sean william scott yeah judd nelson isn't it as the sheriff and john stewart um the my favorite though, uh, Wes Craven filming a <laughs> scream a movie hunting. with Elijah Dusko. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like the, an orangutan comes out of the the ghost face costume. He's like, everybody loves animals. What are you <laughs> really, Wes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. But yeah, the, the good the Goodwill the good hunting, hunting sequel. two hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so very meta very hollywood (laughs) it's such a funny movie it's great especially after like you're a little bit older and you know how fucked up hollywood actually is because they make several Mm -hmm. jokes that you're like could that have been a real thing (laughs) is this still happening no no (laughs) there's not a dead hooker in my trailer (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> but Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms yo <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah and Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek yeah. as Jay and Silent Bob yep <laughs> absolutely so funny yeah it's just Strikes Back is one of those movies where I enjoy it more and more as time has gone by it's just yeah it, non-stop jokes throughout that whole movie right. 
And I, yeah, I love I think that I see people describe it as like I think it's you're downplaying it or doing it in injustice to say that it's just a stoner comedy. I think that it's it's so much more. It's not just like dumb jokes about like being high. It's like everything. I mean, Movies, it, comics, it definitely has all the dumb jokes about being it high, does. but it's such a good satire. It's such a good like love letter to silly yeah. Hollywood things. I mean, the Scooby-Doo gang shows up at one point. <laughs> <laughs> the literal Scooby-Doo gang. <laughs> yep. It's just, <laughs> it has so many fun moments and the clit gets brought up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Look at that. I remember to go back to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's where the click comes from. I am the click they're, master. <laughs> they're a, a terrorist organization that free animals, allegedly. Right. And <laughs> they go through Boulder, Colorado. Right? Isn't it Boulder? Yeah. yeah. It has to be. Yeah, I believe it is. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they go try to free some orangutans, which is just to set up for the diamond diamonds heist. across the yeah. street. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a good movie. It, it really is. It really is. So changing gears, though. We really change gears now with Jersey Girl. Yes, we do. Um, it's not funny, really. It's pretty serious. It has some funny moments. It has more endearing <laughs> moments than it yeah. has funny. It's a, cute, it's a cute family movie, basically. For the most part. I, I thought about watching it yeah. with my daughter, and then the whole thing with the dad renting porn, I was like, I yeah. don't think I would watch this with my daughter. I, I just remember that. Yeah, that does happen. So not so much. I mean, it's a Kevin Smith family movie, whatever that means. Right. It's, it's his it's, first it's, PG-13 movie. Oh, there you go. So that's, yeah, that's good. That's that's going in that direction, at least. So I, what do you think about okay, it? Okay, so... I saw it when it first came out. So I was like junior going into senior year when it came out or maybe senior. Yeah. Depending on what month it came out. Anyways, I was in high school. Mm -hmm. We were in high school and we uh, I did not like it when I saw it in high school because mm -hmm. I didn't like the light. Why it would is you? Sweet. <laughs> like it is. Yeah. Overly saturated with sweet moments, very real moments that I yeah. did not have any appreciation or respect for in high school. Because right. why would I? There um, are some very sad, very emotional, very family father daughter moments. Yeah. So I did not watch it until this week from 2004. <laughs> okay. That's pretty similar to me, except that I never saw it in 2004 and okay. I watched it the first time this week. <laughs> okay, so then I pop it on and I was remembering, like, I don't like this. So, okay, yeah. I guess let's see what this and is. I had always heard that it sucked. That's why I didn't right. watch it. Now that I'm in my 30s and a father mm -hmm. who, when my daughter was first born, I mean, I was a young moron. Uh, right. no clue what to do still very selfish in a lot of aspects uh, watching it this week I was like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> like oh my god yeah. this is scary relatable I mean <laughs> my wife didn't die I, I'm not yeah. anyways <laughs> <laughs> she didn't die but, but yeah. uh, 
it was very relatable just in that uh, uh, the portrayal of how does a man go from being so career oriented and so um, Mm -hmm. uh, oh driven for like right success success yeah thank you success in the business world how do you go from that to being completely stripped down Mm -hmm. and just being a father right a family man very different responsibilities um and it that kind of stuff can definitely put a huge uh, wrench in the road, you know. Like it, mm-hmm. it really messes things up, and it's hard for men. I feel mm-hmm. at least, like in my case, it's hard to come to that because we're raised with certain uh, generational ideas. Man mm-hmm. goes to work. The man has to, mm-hmm. you know. You're not supposed to be super sentimental with a lot of stuff. You need right. to. And the way you provide for your family is by working, and right. making money, not so much being there and raising them. Right, right. And this movie really portrays, I feel, that kind of change in mm-hmm. uh, responsibility really well. So watching it this week, I love Jersey Girl. Yeah. I really do. Uh, yeah, I come from a very sentimental viewpoint now. Um, but I think it's... Like man, this movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel the same way, and I obviously don't have a daughter, and I don't have that experience. But watching it, it is a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a really really good movie that um, is is very sweet and very honest, and and very honest about something that you don't really see, like you described. Not only is it about a man who's trying to who has to leave his career to raise a daughter and deals with changing his mindset about that but also he's having to deal with not being selfish anymore like he doesn't want the reason he doesn't want to do that is not because he thinks that he should it's because that he wants to he's lived his whole life trying to be this thing and achieve this goal and reach this level and now that's kind of taken away and he's very starts out being very bitter towards this baby who doesn't have any like it's not his baby's fault (laughs) right and uh, so he's kind of mad at her, and that's I think a something that I'm sure a lot of people have felt that you don't see a movie say very yeah. often. Yeah, his character he does a great job of showing like he deeply loves his child, but there's this resentment that like seems to mm-hmm. always be lingering there, and he's mm-hmm. just constantly trying to process how to kind of get over feeling resentful right uh and that it's not an easy thing and george carlin plays his dad george yeah. carlin is my favorite part of the whole movie he is yeah. so good <laughs> he's like the perfect guy to play an old borderline alcoholic dad yeah <laughs> who is still Crazy. a sweet man who will raise your kid for you while you're getting your shit together right and he's super wise he's he doesn't bullshit. He doesn't beat around yeah. in the bush. I blue collars just sweeping streets. Yeah. yeah, it's just I feel Jersey Girl deserves a lot more credit. Hundred um, percent. I I it took me off guard knowing that I hated it so much <laughs> and then watching it now. It was a very like, oh man, <laughs> this is a reminder of how drastically my life has changed over the last. 
Right. However long, 15, 16 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really crazy and it's really, really good. It's really interesting, uh, especially watching it in 2021 when, so it came out when Ben Affleck and J-Lo were like (laughs) a thing. And uh, this Jennifer Lopez was in his movies of playing his wife, and he was in her music videos, and they were like in love. Right. So now we should in 2021, also, they're back together. This was not timed for this. This is just <laughs> no. funny. I found this out like literally the other day, and I was like, "You're kidding me!" I just <laughs> right. saw her with him in a movie. <laughs> and the whole reason, like, she's not on any promotional material for Jersey Girl, was because they had just broken up. And there was supposed to be like a full wedding scene between them (laughs) that got completely axed because they had just broken up. So that's that's why she's only in the movie for such a short time and Uh dies (laughs) very much like (laughs) get her out of (laughs) here. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty fun and funny. But it is funny that we're in 2021 and. I don't follow celebrity stuff. Right. But there's a lot of times where you can't avoid all of it completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, social media gets saturated with celebrity gossip like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. And yeah, when I and saw that. Ben and JLo are a big deal. I just started laughing when I saw that and was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Geely <laughs> uh, 2 going to come out. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Gili strikes back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think Jersey Girl, I think especially if you are a parent. Yeah. I feel Jersey Girl is one that parents should watch mm-hmm. just because you're going to relate to a lot of it. Whether yeah. you're male or, you know, a mom or dad, I feel there's a lot mm-hmm. in it that's very relatable. And I almost wonder if people don't like it because it it kind of shows yeah. the portrayal and a very honest portrayal right. of being forced it, to change your responsibility and priority. Yeah, it does say things in a very honest way. And to the point where he's he yells at his daughter and tells him that he's like, like resents her and is mad at her right like like (laughs) Like, really it it, it digs into her so much that you're like you feel you're not supposed to say that (laughs) you're not supposed to say that this movie's not supposed to say that i'm not supposed to feel this (laughs) (laughs) and so i could certainly see people saying like no too real yeah but i think it's really interesting especially i mean a little isolated i haven't been in that experience but but yeah. yeah i I love Jersey Girl. I, I think it deserves way more credit mm-hmm. than it than it gets. And not just from a like from a family perspective and parents relating to their kids, but I think it's also does a good job on the romance side of yeah. him. His wife died and he's kind of starting up a new relationship with uh, Liv Tyler and that's really cute and I think that works really well too. So Which, it's a good movie all I, around. I like their uh, storyline together, their relationship way more than i do their relationship in armageddon uh (laughs) yes that's it feels more genuine for sure it really does i would say kevin smith's better than uh what's his michael bay michael bay thank you i kept wanting to say jerry brockheimer and i knew that wasn't it i mean brockheimer produces a lot of bay films but yeah moving on (laughs) moving on 
All right. So, so Clerks two. Clerks dose. So Kevin Smith returns to where it all started. Uh, mm-hmm. the, in vivid color. In vivid color, and this was supposed to be kind of the original conclusion to his view askew universe. Okay. Um, I love clerks too. First and foremost, Mm -hmm. I think it's one of my favorite friendship films, like portrayals of friendship. Um, Yeah. And it's kind of a funny way that Kevin Smith does this because (laughs) it's so vulgar for so long Mm-hmm. And then he smacks you in the mouth out of left field with super sentimental <laughs> moments yeah. right at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot like the Adam Sandler movies, I felt. Right. Um, yeah. I, I love Clerks too. I was so excited when it was coming out. And I was really, what I was most excited about was Jason Muse. This mm-hmm. was post rehab. So he was clean right. for quite a while. I make jokes now. about that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I really feel I love Jay and Clerks 2 probably the most out mm. of all the films just because, yeah, he's he's clean now. He makes jokes about like mm. kind of how he had to get clean. Um, yeah. But he becomes, to me, a lot more confident in his obscenities yeah. now that he's <laughs> sober. And I kind of really like that <laughs> <laughs> i could see that for sure <laughs> like when you meet them again it you get the title card you know the new and improved jay and silent bob and it's yeah almost the exact shot from when you first meet them in clerks where jay's mm. rocking out and doing like mosh pit fight dance yeah. stuff and then it goes to him selling weed to a couple guys and it's like you should read your bible son you know know Jesus was a Jew (laughs) Uh, yeah and it's funny hearing them talk about that post dogma because you know that Jay and Silent Bob know they learn some shit (laughs) everything yeah yeah Uh, God looks a lot like Alanis Morissette right right But yeah, I love Clerks too. I I think yeah. it's hilarious from the get go. Mm-hmm. I I love the idea that Randall and Dante go mm-hmm. from one shitty job <laughs> right to another one <laughs> because yeah. it's just kind of what they know, and that's as much as they resent it, right. that's their comfort level, so they stick with mm-hmm. it. And I I find humor in that, especially with those two characters. Yeah, I think that it fits the characters so well because they've always been the kind of people that are comfortable doing something they know. They don't really aspire to much and they they like the job and the worst part of the job is the customers. They don't. <laughs> yeah. If they didn't have any customers and they could just chill out and flip burgers and goof off all day, it would be perfect. It would be great. <laughs> yeah, which I, I kind of admire in a weird way. <laughs> because I, I like that too but then they get all of their goofy uh customers which includes yeah. a handful of cameos <laughs> yeah the ben affleck one is really funny i love the jason lee one especially it's hilarious jason lee shows back up yep yep um what did you think about <laughs> clerks too 
I, I, I like it. I think it's funny. I think a lot of the parts from the original that work are done well again. Obviously, Dante and Randall are hilarious. I love Randall, and I love the new kid, the new the new kid that they like razzed constantly, um, who's like religious, but also kind of a closet freak. As always, <laughs> you can tell that he's got a lot of. Uh, he he needs to get quite a repressed. bit out. He should probably be in therapy. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so th- all that's really funny. I like Rosario Dawson. I think that she's funny. I I'm not in love with the story as kind of just a rehash of a two on the nose rehash of clerks where Dante again can't choose between these two girls I think that right I like how he professes his love for Rosario Dawson obviously he knocked her up so he's a little bit more connected to her um but I think they obviously work better he's not he shouldn't be in the other relationship he's gonna marry so it works out in the end um but it's it's a little bit too I guess easy to tell the same story again yeah um i can see but uh, yeah a lot of it's funny and i that part is not the big part of it my favorite parts obviously is randall and everybody goofing off whatever you totally like the donkey show at the end (laughs) (laughs) i was watching it i was like how far is this it it goes pretty far (laughs) it goes pretty it goes pretty far (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i (laughs) I, I I could see your viewpoint on like a little too easy on rehashing the the Dante love mm-hmm. triangle kind of storyline again. Um, I feel this one has a lot more heart to it because Dante is kind of for the first time actually feeling like the romantic love for someone. Right. But he's I feel his original fiance is kind of personification of the the safe, the comfort right. kind of stuff. He's going to have everything, a, a job that he doesn't really have to work at handed to him, a house that he doesn't have to buy handed to him. Yeah. Um, so He yeah, doesn't actually like love her. He's just, mm-hmm. she's a safe option. She's an option that was okay with him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but to me, like, it's kind of funny for as much as the movie focuses on Dante and Rosario Dawson or Dante and his fiance. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, I don't see the movie as so much of a, a romantic film. I really view the movie as like friendship wise. So yeah. it really focuses on like Jay and Silent Bob, every scene they're in, mm-hmm. you can tell there's a lot deeper connection between those two now haven't been forced to go to rehab because they drove with a deployed airbag. That's the actual story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, But especially with Dante and Randall, when they're in jail and Randall finally blows up and has a very real moment. It's like, what the fuck dude we're supposed to be. That's like my favorite part of the movie because yeah, to me, it gives Randall complete credibility through everything Mm -hmm. because he's constantly just been like trying to fight to get kind of the same reciprocation of friendship from Dante that he keeps trying to put in and Dante keeps without realizing it, not necessarily rejecting it, but kind of passing him over. 
Yeah. I love that Randall finally blows up and Dante has to be, he's kind of forced to like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I've been kind of a shit yeah. friend or like, he's been taking his friend for granted that he'll always be there and he's comfortable and doesn't have to work for it towards that relationship. Either. Right. Right. And it's the way clerks two concludes to me makes so much sense. And had it yeah. been the conclusion to the view askew universe, Mm-hmm. It would have been a pretty goddamn good conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> it really would have been. I, yeah. I didn't know that uh, going into it, but now that you mention it, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I could totally see that. But it's full of so many good jokes. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie actually comes from Jay, where mm-hmm. he's talking with Silent Bob in the background, as he always does. Because Jay, yeah. did you notice he does something different in this movie? Every time he goes to talk... If it's just him and Bob, he steps right in front of the camera and almost takes mm. like front stage, if you will. Oh, nice. And he doesn't yeah. usually, he's always standing right next to Bob. This, to me, this was the one where he's like, mm-hmm. that confidence to me Confident. really comes out. Uh, <laughs> where he's like, sometimes I kind of wish that I would have done more with my life. Like maybe <laughs> become an astronaut, find an alien life form. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a perfect line it's such a great line and i don't yeah. know why but it's so it's good. so true to character it, it is because yeah. at first you're like well he's having an endearing moment now there it is <laughs> or the <laughs> yeah the giant eat pussy spray painted on the side of the building <laughs> yeah and jay just looks <laughs> and goes oh we totally do <laughs> <laughs> uh. it's it's <laughs> I also feel Clerks 2 was Kevin Smith just kind of like having fun with stuff and just being really kind of abandoning a safety net. And that really yeah. comes true with the whole out of nowhere and for no explanation at all. The giant dance sequence that happens <laughs> yeah. towards like the final act of the film. <laughs> yeah. Which is always a scene... It's a great, I mean, it's choreographed great. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I, how much weed did you have to smoke for <laughs> this scene? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to write this scene. But it fits, I guess. <laughs> it does. But yeah, I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoy Clerks too. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so, next on the list. Zack and Mary make, make a, a porno, porno. <laughs> as if the donkey show wasn't enough <laughs> we get now I love this movie I love this movie yeah. from the very first time I saw it it's one of my favorites it's <laughs> but every time I watch it there's so many times during this movie I'm like how in the hell did you right. get greenlit <laughs> for this film how right. How is this not NC-17 minimum? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of weird, obviously weird sex stuff going on in it. I mean, it's about, (laughs) I think it's a, it's a, it's a peak or key Kevin Smith movie where it's so vulgar and so gross and so many parts, but at the same time, it's 
so sweet and maybe his best romantic movie. <laughs> yeah, also. I was waiting for that. Like, <laughs> this is his best rom com. Yeah. For it's as a, vulgar and. It's a raunchy rom com. <laughs> it's a very raunchy rom com. <laughs> 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 like and I find myself every time I watch it constantly thinking would I ever be that close mm. to any of my friends but especially like the women in my life right where I could just tell them hey I'm looking up fleshlights on Amazon I'm totally fucking buying it <laughs> like right no no Gross. <laughs> yeah yeah they're Zach and Miri are Obviously, Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks, they are roommates, old friends who are too close, so to, each close to each other. I mean, I guess they're childhood friends. They're basically brother and sister in a way almost, which just makes it worse and even <laughs> grosser. But you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That's why it's like, I guess, not obvious to them that they actually love each other. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> this me- So this movie does actually tie into the view askew universe but you don't find that out until you watch uh jane silent bob, jane silent reboot. bob reboot yeah um i was wondering if there was another way that's the only one that i could tell that's the only way that the, i can find um, the the character who plays the lawyer in jane <laughs> yeah and justin silent bob reboot is the same <laughs> it's <laughs> he's the same hilarious <laughs> like gay actor gay porn actor and, and again the the most vulgar porno mm-hmm. titles get brought back into this movie as like yeah. the first clerks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Zach and Mary, it's just, it's hilarious. Uh, it's so wrong. Yeah. But it's, it's kind it's of, a, it's the kind of, it's part of its appeal. I think is that it's taboo and that's why people, that's probably why so many people saw it. Why it right. got greenlit? I think it's if you his see a movie uh, called right because everyone everyone wanted to go to the theater when it came out just to be mm. able to say, "I need one for Zach and Mary make a porno." <laughs> yeah, because at no other point in time are we ever going to get that chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <coughs> yeah, it's. it's we can't talk about this movie without one of the scenes that had an audible response from the audience when I saw it in the theater. And every okay. time I watch it, I still am like, oh, <laughs> and that's, yeah. uh, that's the anal scene. Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. With the cameraman. I know what you're talking viewing about. Viewing or recording from down below. Uh-huh. Don't forget I'm down here, guys. <laughs> right. I don't care how many times anyone will ever watch this movie. Yeah. You react to that every time because it's so gross. I'm waiting for it now. I'm like, <laughs> right. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it happens so fast. You're going to hear happens, the pop. Oh, it always happens. It always happens, er, it always happens earlier than I think it will. <laughs> and then it ends so quickly. But it's very impactful and it changes so your life. impactful and you're like oh i guess it is good for constipation Gross. <laughs> yeah you have like an obvious warning at the very beginning when she says that and i'm like that's not gonna end well no <laughs> right way, something Jose. bad's gotta happen yeah little detail is that little pop sound you hear right before it happens 
Yeah. I laugh pretty hard every time <laughs> at that pop sound. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. I can picture it in my mind. And and you got to love the drunk guy that walks in while they're filming. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Uh, you guys watch the game? game? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look at this twice in an episode. I think this is the first time ever. You're really like, are you taking some like, uh, what's the stuff Joe Rogan talks about? Like, no, I'm brain, not taking anything. Stuff. I just happen to remember. So, Ginkgo biloba. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach and Mary, they film their porno at the coffee shop after hours mm-hmm. where Seth Rogan's closing down all the curtains, having to shoot, and then he sleeps for a couple hours before his shift starts the next yeah. day. This is like clerks. that's exactly what Kevin Smith had to do. Look at that. I remember two times this episode <laughs> to connect yep. a dot. Good job. I even had that thought when you said it earlier. I was like, hey, that sounds like uh, Zach and Mary, but we're not going to get there for a while. Yep. And I'll it probably is. forget by the time we get there. <laughs> it is. It is. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Zach and Mary. It's so funny. Don't watch it with your family, though. Don't. Yeah. Don't watch it with your parents. Don't watch it with anybody who's not. Don't cool watch it with like select friends maybe don't make it a first date movie which (laughs) (laughs) when i saw it uh my wife at the time we went to it but we had also set up a couple of our friends together yeah and they went and saw they were in the showtime (laughs) right after hours uh, so you knew as you were watching <laughs> so it, there like, were a oh, couple no. parts where my wife at the time looked at each other both had that look of like oh no what did we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah married relationships are not the same that, as people going on real dates that uh can see anything <laughs> that setup did not go anywhere <laughs> oh so that's your fault then yep Yep, it is. It is. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh, I wow. just, I just like uh, was scrolling through the cast and remember Brandon Routh was in it, <laughs> right? And I was like, "Hey, how long after him being Superman was this?" It was like right after, like <laughs> right. he was in Superman Returns in two thousand six, and this was two thousand eight, <laughs> where he's like at a gay guy at a family reunion with Justin Log saying the weirdest stuff. <laughs> next saying to some him. of the worst things like. <laughs> yeah. but it's so funny so it funny. is really funny and surprisingly heartfelt i i like it a lot I it is it it's sur- <laughs> although <laughs> never again will we ever see a rom-com where as someone is professing their love in the same scene they learn how to dutch rudder someone <laughs> and you watch them do it so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> such a funny movie. Unlike Unlike his follow-up. <laughs> yeah. So, probably the biggest reach for mainstreamness, would you say? Yeah. Cop out. Oh. Which we, I don't think you'd seen it until this week. Nope. I didn't see it. I didn't see it until, until this week. week. I'd like scrolled past it several times. And I was like, hey, Tracy Morgan's kind of funny. So, okay. So I take that back. I don't really like Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I think that he can be funny, but I think it's like few and far between. I think he was really, really hilarious on SNL. 
Yeah. In select roles on <laughs> SNL. And, <laughs> and that's that's like spread out because SNL is hit or miss. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that they rely on him too much to carry this and they rely on Bruce Willis to be the straight man. And you said an interesting thing to me about how Bruce Willis and Kevin Smith had a hard time getting along or something in this making this movie. Yeah, they like hated each other because it turns out and I hate knowing this because I'm a big fan of Bruce Willis. Yeah. It turns out Bruce Willis kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It turns I mean, out I he's kind of it. an asshole on set. I could totally see it. Which really bummed I, me out. And it became, yeah. to me, it was so obvious. Okay. I hate a cop out. Yeah. I didn't laugh once. Yeah. I just kind of stared at the screen the whole time like. <laughs> you gotta watch it you gotta yeah. watch it <laughs> yeah it was so obvious to me that there was no chemistry and maybe bruce willis i could tell was uncomfortable or not feeling it that he just wasn't in it um tracy morgan's trying his heart out but then again i don't find him that funny and you need the chemistry i think in this situation in yeah. anybody comedy movie you need a you need that buddy comic chemistry it was just when it ended i seriously just kind of sat there and was like did i really watch that (laughs) and then i was like looking up production stuff on imdb and the score and all that and i'm like there were some people that were saying hey it's hilarious it's great it's way better than you think and i'm like do you gotta be like blackout drunk or (laughs) comatose high yeah because i i could not get into this movie just everything about it was like oh my god yeah (laughs) Uh, there are two reviews side by side on imdb one is one star the title is is this a joke this is supposed to be a comedy allegedly that's how the review starts yeah the next one is 10 stars, a funny homage to the action-humored films of the 1980s. Okay, yeah, I saw that one too, and I was like, as a <laughs> uh, huge no. fan of buddy cop films from the 80s and the 90s, right? this movie does not embody anything yeah. from those. <laughs> I could see it being inspired by it, because that's pretty obvious, but it's not. it misses the mark. It's not at all achieving it. It's it's interesting to me that it's the only movie I think that we're talking about today that Kevin Smith did not write. Right. Yeah, he just directed by it. Two, two other brothers, I assume, Rob Cullen and Mark Cullen. But it was, uh, yeah, I was not a fan of Cop Out. I yeah. was. It was rough. It really was rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was so rough. Yeah. Hi, God. <laughs> She looked like Alanis Morissette. Exactly. It's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, How did on. we not? Okay. I have to what? just because the scene is playing. Okay. The end of dogma when, because uh-huh. obviously you can't have a movie where God is a central character show up. You can't have that yeah. kind of movie and someone not ask God. Why are we here? What's the meaning of life? Because apparently that's all we're really right. concerned on learning. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I love the answer of just the <laughs> boop. 
and, and then she <laughs> runs off and does a cartwheel. Horribly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm like, such a good answer. <laughs> Back to Cop Out. What a shitty yeah. movie. <laughs> All right. We can move on from Cop yeah, Out. I don't can. have anything else to say. Yeah, it was Don't bad. watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah. Not worth it. No, there is like one joke later in the series that mentions Cop Out, but it's not really even... It's not like Chasing Amy where there are several references it's worth seeing. No, it's just... Kevin Smith made that cop out movie. Ugh, fuck yeah. cop out. Is there something like yeah. that? <laughs> all, all you need to know is it sucks and you'll get the joke. Yeah. Um, but Red State. <laughs> okay. So he went what do you very think? Uh, uh, mainstream. Mainstream with cop out. And then yeah. he goes very independent horror thriller yeah. with Red State. Yeah, things are starting to get very interesting now in the <laughs> in the movie verse because the next three movies are very different. <laughs> yeah, uh, Red State is really intense. Yeah, it's crazy. I really enjoy it. Um, I think it was a smart uh, project for Kevin Smith to do because I, I like it when filmmakers, actors, mm-hmm. actors, all of those when they kind of step out of their their known style yeah and they pull kind off of something very different yeah um yeah i didn't get a chance to rewatch it this week i found it but ran out of time uh, okay but i still remember a decent amount of it and i remember yeah first time watching that movie i was just like when it ended just being like what the fuck <laughs> but in like yeah. a the kind of way you want to have that response to when you watch that right. style of movie. Very intense right. film. Unlike anything Kevin Smith has ever done to date, yeah. in my opinion. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed Red State. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's probably in my, it's in my top three of his. It's be, partly because it's so different. It's, it's really interesting to see him make that. Um, I think that he could, he gets his writing, he gets certain details and certain truths that I think he can do a horror type story very well. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and it shares a lot of things kind of with uh, the, what made the dogma story so good. It kind of elevates and blows up the concept of belief and the dangers of belief and things like that. And how you can believe too hard and, and dehumanize people not just in religion obviously the big part of it is this cult that is very much like the westboro baptist church kind of a combination of westboro baptist and the branch davidians in waco uh they are have this belief in dehumanize gays and all these kinds of people but it kind of it goes beyond that i think it goes beyond that to um politics like if you politics and cops and if you if you do if you go the other way that's the most interesting thing to me about red state is the first half first 45 minutes or so you are 12,000% against these people right because they are they're <coughs> terrible everything they say is terrible and they're absolutely the worst but then the cops start doing <laughs> things and making choices and killing these people and going against 
the law and like everything that justice stands for and and uh how you should like process that stuff and you're like what all how did you make me all of a sudden feel (laughs) bad for them and that that the cops are wrong as wrong or worse off than these people who were super shitty and super rude and mean but they weren't killing people without a trial and all this stuff so it's like i think that that's interesting and an interesting difference i really like john goodman in it and how he kind of wraps it up at the end um his like interview with those other atf guys who were again driving home the message that no the police are just as shitty or more shitty um but the way that he describes it and why he chose to go against orders and all that stuff it's really really good and really really worth watching it's a i like it it's a tough one to find um yeah <clears throat> i found it on it used to be on netflix it used to be i found it on shutter uh, okay so check it out on shutter um real difficult to find if you're trying to find a physical copy i couldn't find one i tried interesting uh i even like i talked to a couple uh cashiers at a local fye which i didn't think fye yeah. even existed anymore but there's one just like 20 <laughs> minutes from me it's crazy uh, oh, wow. and uh, i was talking to the cashiers there and they were like yeah we we've had a few people ask about it like we've heard of it and trying to explain what red state is <laughs> is very difficult because there, it's a lot deeper of a film than what you kind yeah. of initially think. It's right. You got to find it. You got to watch it, especially if like you want to see something different from Kevin Smith. Right. This is probably your best bet to watch. Of course, have something happy on hand right afterwards because <laughs> it's not yeah. a feel good film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 definitely it's raw and brutal, but I think it it shines for him, especially because it has that honesty in it yeah. as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a it's a cool movie. Yeah. <coughs> so now that he's a horror director <laughs> and a comedy director, <laughs> and, yeah, and a comedy and, director, and during the uh, human centipede giant <laughs> hype in that's right. Uh, hollywood pop culture yeah i forgot about that that's true we get um possibly (laughs) possibly the most ridiculous movie Uh i have seen (laughs) not possibly absolutely now this is it it's a movie that that it's a movie that defies explanation you can't (laughs) put it in a genre really so, this is one of those movies where the genre can be whatever and it works because the movie mm-hmm. is so fucking weird that yeah. when it ends you really just kind of walk away with like huh what <laughs> uh, fuck <laughs> yeah uh but it it does it so well so we're, we're, talking, we're talking about, about tusk, tusk. And we've mentioned Tusk before in the past, mostly because it's one of the weirdest Chris- movies Christie's ever seen, and she has brought it up in the past. Uh, it's a weird it's, movie. I don't even know. It It's so odd. <laughs> um, if you don't know what Tusk is about, um, yeah. 
Justin I'm Long to hear you explain plays it. a a podcaster, a successful mm-hmm. podcaster. Unlike us. Unlike, <laughs> hey, we're getting, <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there. Uh, Justin Long and Haley Joel Osment, right, which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. Um, he goes to Canada to interview a kid who accidentally chopped his leg off, mm-hmm. making a Vine video. Yeah, but the. The guy he goes to interview kills himself, so Justin Long ends up finding this old man who has a crazy story to tell. Yeah. And then he gets turned into a walrus. Okay. (laughs) It kind of skipped over a bunch, but yeah, that's accurate. He does get turned into a walrus. I didn't really skip. He goes to interview the old man and then turns into a walrus. And then it gets turned into a walrus. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's so funny. It's also kind of starts uh, the Canada sub saga. Yeah, where Kevin Smith is is ripping on on Canada. So Just Long goes to Canada, and they have a lot of funny jokes about Canadians. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the. <laughs> The funniest like part rewatching it is all of the like subtle hints and stuff. First of all, the Justin Long's character's name is Wallace. Yep. <laughs> Wallace the Walrus. <laughs> and uh he has this mustache that's just a mustache and it very much looks like a walrus mustache. Like if I had no beard, just a mustache, it looks hilarious and it's <laughs> yeah. foreshadow at the same time. It's like I don't even know if it constitutes foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. because you know that's the crazy thing about tusk you know exactly what's ha- going to happen if you've seen just the cover of the movie now what you yeah. don't know is the final design and if anything that's what you should watch the movie for <laughs> yeah yeah it's insane honestly it's really uncomfortable in a way <laughs> to see um very much like human centipede. So now that you mentioned it, I totally get that sort of reference. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, the main like villain, Michael Parks, he's also the main villain and the pastor guy in Red State. He's incredible. Like he's yeah, so no, he's scary, really good. so scary, so good. Um, but yeah, he's just this old guy who has this vision, this wish, this dream to revive a a walrus that had saved him as a as a sailor and get his vengeance on this walrus and fight this walrus in another walrus suit and they have a walrus battle and he's tried this several times so the best part is he's tried this several times he cuts off justin long's legs he puts him in a walrus suit the, made from human skin and faces yeah and puts him in like this exhibit <laughs> like a zoo exhibit where there's water all around forces him to learn to swim forces him to eat mackerel fish um and when he goes to swim in the water he sees like corpses of other people that has been <laughs> it's, it's, tied up and turned into walruses <laughs> unsuccessfully people this is this is the movie like yeah, you need to verbatim. see because this is actually how the movie goes. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, they have a pseudo walrus fight. It's not very long, yeah. but they have a walrus fight. Right. 
He wants him to like f- fight to the death, essentially. Yeah. It's it's really about does Justalong have the will to live <laughs> as a walrus or not? <laughs> and it's uh, such a he, goddamn weird crazy. movie. Yeah. But so that the yoga hosers they show up yeah. or yoga hosers whatever hosers yeah yoga hosers uh they're in it but my favorite is the uncredited for actually kind of an important big role yeah johnny depp plays <laughs> a detective in this a movie. french canadian french canadian detective gay yeah. lapont <laughs> he's uncredited well, he's credited in Yoga Hosers. In Yoga Hosers, but not in Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> and Yeah. It, it's just... <laughs> he's, like, he's the investigator that has found that other people have gone missing and is trying to figure out why they don't have legs below the knees and <laughs> why their arms are like in a T-Rex price <laughs> pose. And it's really funny. He's doing a really funny accent. He's doing like... Uh, like only Johnny Depp can do where he's got like prosthetics on yeah. and it's like when he was in uh Jump Street and, right yeah it's it's awesome it's you got to if I, if nothing else you have I, to watch Tusk <laughs> just for the ridiculousness of it I remember like being so uncomfortable the first time I watched it <laughs> and rewatching it this week which is the first time I've seen it since the first time I was like this is actually a really good movie, honestly. <laughs> like, it's it is uncomfortable, but once you are know what's coming and it's not as off-putting, there's a lot of value and it's, interestingness to it. It's very well put together. It's one of those movies that should not be as entertaining as it actually ends <laughs> up being. Yeah, but uh, although I've seen it a few times. I still leave knowing everything that's going to happen and everything I'm going to see. I still, when the credits roll, I'm still left just kind of like, mm-hmm. yep. All right. <laughs> what do I watch after when that? The tear <laughs> rolls down his face. <laughs> like, <laughs> give him the treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that's great. Now, that scream haunts my dreams. Honestly. <laughs> you do it too well. I feel like you've been practicing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's also funny. It was funny, like, watching Justin Logg and Haley Joel Osment be podcasters now that we've kind of, like, gotten kind of comfortable in it. Right. They have a podcast where it's called The Nazi Party, but it's... But it's N-O-T... <laughs> space n-o-t-s-e-e like not i have not seen it yeah, kind of thing yeah. not see party um it's really funny because <laughs> when he goes missing and his girlfriend calls and it's just like his picture's on the website it's nazi-party.com and the cops <laughs> hang up <laughs> yeah. i had the thought i was like this would happen to us they'd be <laughs> like jake's missing <laughs> go to movieboners.com hello <laughs> hello <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's probably going to happen. Possibly. <laughs> we should update the photos on the website. <laughs> yeah. Just in case we ever get kidnapped. <laughs> By a crazy old man that wants to turn us into an animal. That would oh. be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tusk is... Uh, 
Tusk is one of those movies I feel like I would want to watch at a big like watch party. Yeah. Just and and not even watch <laughs> the movie, but just watch everyone else watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd want I'd want to I'd want to do two things. I'd want to go to a, like an event where everybody that's going has seen it yeah. and loves it. Kind of like that a, a cold probably, screening or something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be hilarious and weird. But I mostly want to be in a room full of people that have never seen it before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, Just to let, see their faces. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We should that try would be and amazing. Do that. We should. <laughs> Maybe this will be the movie that we like have like a public viewing or something. Maybe. For. Or we should tell people if you haven't seen it and it sounds interesting, record yourself watching it. And send and it, send to, it us. to us. <laughs> Or send us your reaction or something. Because I guarantee you probably crazy. heard Jake talking about stuff and going, no way. Yeah, yes that's way. not real. Yes. There's no movie like that. <laughs> Just yeah. Call in. Do it. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, <laughs> tell us what the fuck <laughs> is up. All right. I did not see right. this one. You haven't seen Yoga Hoses? No. Okay. Slightly less weird, but still up there. Okay. With weirdness. Do you know anything about it? Not really. I know that it's like temp- universally despised. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Okay. It's, it's it's more fun. If we get, wow, yeah, it has a 23 meta, meta score. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's 23 out of 100. That's not great. Um, it's, it's different. It's kind of fun. It's kind of... Uh, there's parts of it that are kind of forced millennial where there's a social media aspect and every time a character is introduced they'll have like their social media page come up on the screen with like likes and okay. facts and posts and stuff. So it's a, it's very much about these teenage girls in Canada who are all about their cell phones. They're clerks essentially. They're the yoga hosers that work at the A to Z convenience store yeah. uh, in Canada. It's really funny. So I knew that um, Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, uh, is in it. I didn't know that the other girl was Johnny Depp's daughter right, right. until I just just looked at the cast. Lily Rose <laughs> Depp. So that's really funny. Um, but yeah, the story is crazy, potentially more crazy than Tusk, but just less <laughs> uh, less gross. Okay. Um, it falls very much in the same aesthetic. I don't know if I want to tell you so much about it because there are some weird. You need to see it. I need, you need to, to see, see it, it, and you need, and we'll do a, a little clip on the YouTube about. That's what we'll do. <laughs> That's what we'll do about I, what you thought. I will try to. I've got like this week is fun. So for mm-hmm. everyone, what for the first time in quite a while, mm-hmm. I am watching nothing but movies I have not seen yet. <laughs> it's yeah i watched one i watched one of the ones you, you told me to watch i'm not going to tell you which okay. one yet i watched that this okay. morning it was odd <laughs> okay. i gave you a couple of movies that we're gonna deep dissect into deep dive into yeah. for in a future episode like i'm gonna so have to rewatch know. it i think because yeah yeah <laughs> but we'll it's get not into often that, but. It's not often that I've seen a movie you haven't seen, and so it's interesting for you, I think, to watch new movies. Right. Which is crazy, yeah, yeah. That may or may may not be good, (laughs) but we'll see. But I am definitely going to add 
yoga hosers. I really wanted to get this one watch because mm-hmm. the uh, all the bad reviews and everyone has said like it's just one of the worst things ever made. That's kind of intriguing to me to be like, well, I kind of yeah. need to see it. <laughs> yeah. By comparison, Tusk has a 55 meta score. So Yoga Hosers is half of that, apparently. <laughs> I think it depends on the attitude you go into it. Okay. If you go into the ad- go in with the attitude that you want to see some crazy shit and some weird CGI, <laughs> it's going to be funny. <laughs> and if you liked Tusk, I think you would like Yoga Hosers. Sounds good. Yeah, don't tell me too much, okay. right? I'll, I'll watch yeah. it. We'll let you know. Oh, and there's a cameo in it that you will like. I audibly said, holy shit, <laughs> when oh, it came okay. on screen. Okay. So uh, I'll see if you catch that one. Okay. So I'll, I'll let, we'll let listeners know when that's on the YouTube. Sounds good. So last movie. Jay, Jay and, Silent and Silent Bob, Bob reboot. Reboot. What'd you think? What um I had also not seen it until this week. Yeah. I it was fun. It was fun. It was fun getting back to that main main cast, the Jersey right. Chronicles or whatever you call it. Um at the same time a lot of time has passed <laughs> since the since since early 2000s, late 90s and uh everybody is old. The 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 jokes and references are fun, but at the same time, maybe a little forced. Um, it it's fun and funny for sure. It's less. It's not as good as James Silent Bob uh, Strike Back, though, for sure. Uh, the I feel like they save all of the cameos for the end when they have the convention. So there's like a lot really quickly. Yeah, and they probably should have spaced it out a little bit more. But it it I really liked the kind of the whole chasing Amy tie-in at the end and uh, also when Ben Affleck's character talks about his daughter there and that's Jason Mew's daughter and like her she's her she's in the movie like Harley Quinn's in the movie um there's a lot to like about it especially if you're a big Kevin Smith fan but it's it's middling as far as overall quality I think yeah I uh I was super excited for it um I went into it knowing, obviously, everyone's old. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, everyone's tired at this point just because they're all way older than they were 25 right. years ago, <laughs> you know, 21 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. I You said something earlier with Clerks 2 that I feel feel like well i thought i was expecting you to say with this where you know how dante the storyline of dante having to choose between two women was kind of like maybe don't rehash the exact same thing well jay and silent bob reboot is that exact same thing where it's pretty much the exact storyline as strike back but now it's them trying to fight off the reboot of blood right. man versus chronic <laughs> or i agree the only reason i don't care is because they literally say in the movie 
this is the exact same thing. We're rebooting it. Yeah. Right, so <laughs> they go through the remake reboot sequel. It, it thing. goes even so heavier <laughs> on like the meta jokes than yeah. it did in Strikes Back. Um, yeah. I I enjoy it though. I I do find a lot of it very fun and enjoyable. Very mm. endearing. I really like seeing Jay suddenly having like everything he's ever known kind of be forced to change because he finds out yeah oh i'm i'm a dad and i'm meeting my 18 year old daughter for the very first time but he's not allowed right. to tell her that he's her dad so he's trying to like <laughs> how do i impart fatherhood onto her without her knowing that i'm her dad and she's gonna hate me so he, i i really really like it i think it's my favorite part of it that kevin smith gave jason muse a lot of room to really like show the most human side of Jay that we've ever seen. This more For grown sure. up, matured version, even though he's not completely because Yeah. I mean, the movie opens <laughs> up with them getting busted for having a a weed shop, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disguised as fried chicken. Um <laughs> I I enjoy yeah, I think that's totally accurate. That's totally accurate. I agree. But yeah, there, there's a lot of. I think reboot only works if you have seen all the previous mm-hmm. films. If you have never seen yeah. those and you watch reboot, you'll hate it because you're not going to get mm-hmm. any of the jokes that are in it. Right. Yeah. It's it's suddenly suddenly Kevin Smith, who has always loved Star Wars, has become Star Wars, where every mo- where this movie is now member berries about these other things and doing doing the same thing but different or having the same like the the uh jason lee comic shop like thing which was very much like the uh ben affleck introduction of the internet thing in strikes back um a lot of it is is redone or remade but that's also the point. That's right. the joke of the movie and making and fun of honestly, reboots good, and remakes, which I, yeah, I appreciate honestly, that joke him. of it. I think it's a good sure. like, jab at Hollywood's mentality with film. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you said, there are so many huge Kevin Smith fans that there very much could be a, a convention like that with all of these people. <laughs> really could be. Well, I find myself like, man, if they ever did like a big convention where Kevin Smith was like, Hey fans come to this and we're going to, I'd probably try to find a way to get there. Cause I'd be like, hell yeah. I'd like to be in a Kevin Smith film. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun movie. Like there's definitely nothing that wrong with it. Yeah. I think the only thing is like, like I said, is if you've never watched the rest of his stuff, yeah. You're not going to get the jokes for 99% of the movie. You just won't. Right. There's so many references. Right. There's so many, so many references <laughs> to mm-hmm. everything. It's almost like he was trying to culminate and make reboot his finale. Almost. Yeah. That is kind of what it seems like. It's kind of tying it all up in a bow, bringing you all back, having the nostalgia. It's like the end of a tv series where you have all of the hey remember where we came from kind of thing and (laughs) probably one of my favorite little callbacks to the jokes 
but now it's updated is actually with Ben Affleck where (laughs) him playing Holden McNeil Mm -hmm. talking to Jay and Silent Bob (laughs) about Ben Affleck. (laughs) And he says, being Batman. Being Batman. But <laughs> Affleck was the bomb as Batman, yo. <laughs> he yelled Batfleck yeah. like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Which I appreciate because he's the best Batman. He's so good. Um, God damn it, Warner Brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think Reboot has a lot of heart to it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that might be what may have been a little off-putting because I've noticed the more heartfelt his finales are, there tends to be a lot of people that are kind of like, oh, why? I actually Mm -hmm. kind of appreciate when he does that. Yeah. I I think he sums things up really well when he has those heartfelt moments. Yeah, I think I'm not there for just a silly movie. I really like the silliness parts of it, but I like that he he can balance it um maybe better than anyone of extreme ridiculousness and also very sincere and real uh sincerity niceness messages that have meaning and are relational so i like i like those things combined for sure oh yeah oh yeah but reboots so a like pretty Kevin good Smith. a pretty good way for him to finish that yeah the, the jersey chronicles if that's actually the end um, well, actually, I don't think so because I just saw, you know, it's in pre-production, Clerks Three, or it's announced, I guess, not in pre-production. Well, shit, I'll watch it. <laughs> announced according to uh, IMDb, as if they know what's going on. <laughs> we'll see if it actually goes into, because uh, they've yeah. been like uh, stating that Mallrats 2 was going to be coming out, and then that never happened. Okay. Interesting. But, I mean, if he actually I, makes Clerks 3, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll am i be there. I I think it'd be cool to kind of see where all these characters are now, because Dante's a dad and married, and an right. owner of a business with Randall. Uh, right. I, Which you kind of saw in reboot yeah jane silent bob reboot they are actually owners of it by then and uh and now jay is a father as well so i think it'd be interesting to see if we would even see Mm -hmm. jay and silent bob and how different they would almost have to be at this point right yeah i think that's true but I guess we'll, um, we'll find out because there's zero details on it. <laughs> yeah. He's also doing a horror anthology centered around the phenomenon Kilroy was here. Yeah, I just saw that. Have you ever seen that graffiti? That should be interesting, especially considering he's been doing semi-horror lately. Um, oh, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. I do watch, I have watched all of the comic book men on AMC. Oh show, man, comic book men like, was so good. Yeah, where he he has a comic book shop, the secret stash, and then he is his friends run it basically, and he checks in with them on his podcast from time to time. And uh 
so the show is him talking to them and they tell him stories about what happened what interesting person came in um so that's really cool and they have cameos in jane silent bob reboot they even, where they have like a panel yeah and they even <laughs> make a joke about like how shitty it was for amc to cancel them uh, <laughs> yeah i love that they run into the clerk's original cast panel and yeah. the cast is in is, black and white <laughs> yeah. the whole room is like in black and white as soon as i go into yeah. it yeah that's really funny <laughs> so yeah it there's a lot of good stuff there is there is so kevin smith so that's, that's kevin smith he's a crazy guy he's i feel his films <laughs> would be fun to to be in or just to see him work yeah um I think it'd be interesting to see him, like, to be on the outside watching him direct. I think that would be right. really interesting to see how he handles a set. Mm-hmm. I was picturing that a lot as I was watching his movies, primarily where he's in them as Silent yeah. Bob. And I'm, like, just watching him, like, look back and forth at people and smile. I'm like, it must be so fun to not only direct it but to then to be on screen and watch them do what you uh, told them to do and just be there and participate with funny faces and stuff. <laughs> right right <laughs> like how many of those smiles or nods are character and how many yeah. are actually him like good take <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure all right so you've alluded to it i didn't make like i didn't rank them um oh yeah so instead of doing like 10, yeah, what would be your top five? We'll just do that. We'll make it real um, simple. Sounds good. I'm going to say Dogma number one, yep. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back number two, Red State number three, Mallrats number four, and uh, Tusk number five. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, our lists are going to be fairly similar. Uh, okay. Dogma one, Strike Back number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mallrats would be number three for me. Actually, I really okay. love Mallrats. Yeah. Uh, Zach and Mary, and then I would probably have to say Clerks two would actually be number okay. five. Yeah interesting yeah. you like clerks two more than clerks one, i huh? do i do okay um interesting yeah primarily just because i i don't know i i like seeing the whole final act is so funny how you mix <laughs> a donkey show and then give like some of the most <laughs> <laughs> like sentimental <Yeah. laughs> realistic kind of i just <laughs> that shit's hilarious and so well done <laughs> yeah it sure is so I put, so when Dogma ended, I put Tusk on. Oh my God. <laughs> and I just got to the point where it's like, there you go. <laughs> oh gosh. And with that. <laughs> that that'll be our, our fade to black. Um, so I was going to mention, we just recorded a short video for YouTube. We had mentioned before that we were going to do, um, check-ins on previous things that had come up in the podcast, but we forgot to get back to, or 
movies I told Dustin to watch or Dustin told me to watch that we didn't need to see and didn't get around to. We just did the first one of those. So there's going to be additional content on the YouTube, uh, Movie Boners on YouTube. Yep. We uh, caught up with I Finally Saw Promising Young Woman. So we have a very in-depth, not very in-depth, 30 minutes-ish uh, conversation about Promising Young Woman and what we like, what we don't like, why it's weird. And <laughs> so go check that out. <laughs> I, I like and your then, like your summary of our little yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying not to give too much away, yeah. but we we thought it was weird in some ways. Uh, and then, do you want to mention the homework for next week? Which movie are we doing next week? By the way, I don't know yet. I gave you two. You, you did give I gave me you two. two. I didn't know if you decided yet. Um. Well, in my attempt to just watch all of these new movies. Um, I'm going to watch both of them. I watched one of them this okay. morning. Uh, so I watched The Empty Man this okay. morning. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that movie took a very different turn than what I was expecting it to take. And that's why I feel yeah. I need to rewatch it to make sure I didn't miss something. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's accurate. Um <laughs> yeah so we're, we're gonna get deep into a couple of just we've been doing the individual movies yep. episodes we just did the fight club episode which was a lot of fun that so i think we want to do do some more of that um and we chose a couple of newer movies obviously fight club's a classic one of the best of all time yep. uh, the empty man came out in 2020 probably not a lot of people heard about it but it is an insane movie it's it, <laughs> We're going to be doing a yeah. full episode on just the empty yeah. man, so go check that out. Um, I guess we could say the other one we're going to do if we haven't decided yet. One of the next two we're doing. So you have two pieces of homework. Watch the empty man and then go watch the em- and the endless. Yeah, the endless. Either, either before or after. It doesn't matter. They're not connected. They're going to be two separate episodes. But uh, watch the endless, which is also very interesting. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh and then the other few that you had mentioned yeah. we're going to watch, we'll save those for after we both get everything watched. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch not just two newer movies, I think, people, but also two movies that people haven't heard of, probably. Right. I think most people haven't heard of The Endless or The Empty Man. So check them out. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. Because we're going to spoil the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can't <laughs> talk about The Empty Man without spoiling the shit out of it. Uh, yeah, I I thought of that as I was watching. It, I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> like, and I forced myself. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go back to re-listen to what you had said about it. I mm-hmm. think in our horror episode from way long ago now. Yeah, um, and I ref- I think I kept it purposely vague. I think I was like, "It's weird yeah. and crazy, and it goes a lot of different places." And I think I said if you liked the ritual, then you would like it. Oh, I, yeah, I think that I is what you said. Um, and then I, I refused to go on IMDb to look anything up mm. on it while I was watching it. Uh, I'll yeah. probably do the IMDb thing now that I've seen it while I watch yeah. it again, just to tie the knots, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I haven't done that either. I'm curious what other people have to say about it. So I'm excited to watch it as well. Yeah. So that. So yeah, I think that's it. That's is it. Is that it? Go watch Kevin Smith. I mean, it. he's he's funny, but don't watch him with your family. 
don't watch them with your family or anybody who is easily offended and doesn't like bad words <laughs> or gross sex stuff. Right. Um, but it is really funny. And also there's a lot of value in messages in his movies. And I respect anybody who's basically a normal guy who gets to make movies with his friends constantly and meet his idols like Stanley yeah. and Well and he's and, he's known for making jokes of like he calls all of his movies shitty. He jokes about yeah. it constantly. Yeah. And he's always like, but they just keep giving me money, so I just keep making what I want. And I'm like, <laughs> I kinda I'm like, man. Yeah. That kind of status and he's doing it mm-hmm. with these styles of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you're kind of a genius. You're kind of a genius. You kind of have to give you've, the dude all the you've unlock the secret <laughs> to the universe somehow. He's just he just seems like the kind of dude you would want to talk movies with. Right. I feel like he could end up tapping into some stuff that would blow your mind or give you a whole mm. new perspective. Um, we didn't talk about them because they're not movies, but if you have a chance, they're old now, so they're probably really dated. Uh, the mm. evening with a Ke- with Kevin Smith uh, comedy specials. Check yeah. those out. They're really good. They're long. They're not like mm-hmm. stand-up comedy. They're basically lectures of him just telling yeah. stories. It's like TED Talks. But about with Kevin like Smith. So movies and comics. And you can imagine where that goes. But check him out because he does there's a lot of really interesting things that he talks about. But they're they're dated, but that's yeah. okay. He's an insightful guy, and I think I think that it the weed works for him, apparently. 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 <laughs> and he he knows all about weed. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our show. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh Yep. What is it? Click subscribe or click the bell and subscribe on YouTube. Is that it? Sure. Yep. We're still learning. Don't judge us. Uh, <laughs> There's a bell there. I'm sure you can click yep. it. Yep. Uh, um, subscribe. Yeah, if comment. you subscribe, comment. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and uh, you can leave us a voicemail if you want. Yep. And let us know what you think about Tusk. If you take anything away from this conversation, <laughs> I really want to know what you think you, about Tusk. Maybe that's what we need to do one of these days, a super deep dive into Tusk, but bring Christy into it and get her perspective. Oh, yeah. She actually did say, I told her what we were doing, and she's like, okay, I might have to show up if I'm around to talk about Tusk, because <laughs> she, she has a lot to say about that Tusk movie. is wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, Thank you for listening, all right. watching, all that good stuff. Find us on social media, and uh, yep. we'll talk to you next talk time. Talk to you later. See ya. Oh. Do your homework. Yeah. <laughs>